welcome to the Casey City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Wonderful. Thank you. Good morning, and it's great to see you guys. See you all this morning. Wonderful. It's good to be able to scan right through and see bodies here. Amen. That's so wonderful. That our restrictions. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. That's great. Thanks, worship team. Let's give them a hand this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> Wonderful. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, today I want to I want to take you through the experience that the shepherds had. Right. Let's look at uh, let Let's look at Christmas through the eyes of the shepherds. So we want to again extend our welcome to those of you who are joining us online. We just want to remind you all this this morning that there are. There are more spaces available here because the restrictions have been lifted and we can accommodate more, more people. And you know, the good thing is, is that you don't need to. You don't need to? Yes. Because your name's all written in the book of life. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you don't need to really book. So isn't that so exciting? People have been asking, so do we need to book? Do we need to book? No, you don't need to book. You can come in here. So please, we want to welcome you. Next Sunday is going to be our very last Sunday for the year, right? And the following week, we normally take the last Sunday off. We'd love to give you an opportunity to uh, spend time with your family, visit another church if you would like to, then come back, come back to us. After, after that, come back and, and, and be blessed and bring that blessing back. But on the 27th, um, on the 20, which is the 27th, we will still have what we call an online service. So we will still have a service if you want to watch this online. Right? And uh, I've got a very exciting person that's going to be coming up here right now. And I would love to, I want to interview this young, this young talented individual. Okay, this is, this is Elijah. Why don't you come right here so everyone can see you? Elijah? Okay, you want to hold the mic? Yes. Oh, that's great. Yes, yes, yes. He comes from a family where he's not, none of them are mic shy, so that's, that's amazing. There's just a bit of a boom here. Yeah, thanks. Okay, now Elijah, tell us, yesterday there was a competition, right? There was Hope Australia Soccer Academy, HASA. We had our year-end celebration yesterday. And I'd, I'd love for you to share. What, what did you, you, you won a prize yesterday, didn't you? Yes. Do you want to tell them all what did you win yesterday? I won special shin pads for, but they're not ordinary because you can wear them over your socks. Oh, so they're special shin pads. But what did you get that prize for? Scoring 12 goals. Scoring 12 goals! I mean, look at that. You know, praise God, he can just worm in and out of any space and just, that's it. That's it, he can score those goals. So, so was, it, was it really exciting? You were excited about that? Yes. Yes, that's tremendous, tremendous. Now, how long have you been playing soccer with, uh, with Hassa? How many months? Uh, uh, um, maybe... 15 months, maybe. About, about 15 months? Yes. Yeah, I think maybe a little lesser than that. <laughs> but it, but it, you know why it looks, you know why it feels like 15 months? 
because you've improved so much, isn't it? Yes. yes, there you go. Wonderful, wonderful. Let's let's give him a hand. Thanks. Thanks. Ah, uh, man, I wish you had your ball here. You could have shown them some ball tricks. Oh, doesn't matter. Maybe another time. Another time, huh? Thank you. Thanks, Elijah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless God. Oh, now I feel so relaxed. Thank you, Lord. Isn't that, isn't that really exciting to have, uh, have Elijah? It, it, you know, as a church, we, we run a soccer academy. Yesterday was our year end. And there were over 70 kids on field from various communities. We've had, we've had from the Afghan community, the South Sudanese community, from the Mauritian community, from the Indian, Sri Lankan community, all of that part of what we call our multicultural community. And that's part of what, we are, uh, what, what we've been desiring to do. You know, we are a multicultural church, but the Lord has so graciously provided us with a grant to be able to run this. So this is, in, in actual fact, about what, uh, our young, what our young man shared with us. This is about 15, 16 months now uh, that, we've, that we've begun the program. So we were so excited yesterday about what they all were able to achieve. We had our assistant minister for customs, um, Community Safety and Multicultural Communities, uh, Mr. Jason Wood, he came and he greeted the kids and he was really impressed. This morning I sent him a text just to thank him and, and he replied saying that he was so impressed with what the team did. So I want to give our Hasa team, you know, our coaches, Lama and Neto and uh, Carrie, who's been part of it, who's been part of uh, the, the support team, who's been working with Lawrence and several others, Shami, who's also been assisting with uh, coaching. Anyone else that I've forgotten? The, their, their spouses, Livia and Katia, all of them. Just let's give them a hand. Um, and I, I, I fully agree with Elijah when he says that it's about 15 months because it does feel like a long time because, you know, we've, we seem to have achieved so much within that span of time, so much. And it's because of the hard work of the team that, has, that they put in so much of hard work into it. So we're so appreciative of that. Thank you. Thank you. We were able to give them hampers. We were able to give them, you know, gifts from the church as well, gave them a soccer ball and all of that. So it's not, it's, it's just an amazing opportunity to really bless our community, right? And, you know, Sometimes you feel, uh, you feel marginalized in a sense that, and, and, and this was to a marginalized community, a community that's at risk, right? That's, that's the program, and that's what, that's what the Lord has opened the door and given us an opportunity to do. And the minister has said, I want you to apply for another three more years. Look at that. Praise God. Another three more years, Right? And, and, and he's also asked us to look into seeing how we can get the coaches to continue to stay on. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, God's excited about this. So, uh, but that means team, Carrie, Laurent, etc., etc., work, work, 
work. As they say, as, as they say in real estate, it's location, location, location. In KC City Church, it is work, work, work. Hallelujah. F for the Lord. Amen. For the Lord. Because he gives us grace, grace, grace. He grants us favor, favor, favor. He gives us strength, strength, strength. And he provides us with finance, finance, <laughs> finance. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> now, now, many, many years ago, probably around 2,000 years ago, there was this marginalized community called the shepherds. Right? So we want to look through the eyes of this marginalized community because they were ones that were kind of discarded. You know, they were ones in the outskirts. They weren't really the ones that were welcomed. And there were the angels that came and they ministered to them. They came and they began to sing to this. They had a private concert. Imagine that. They had a private concert. Right? And, and we'll read that. Our brother read that whole passage of scripture from, from Luke chapter 2. Right? Now... But what is Christmas all about? Do you feel that you often sometimes can miss Christmas, right? I mean, there are so many things during this time of the year. It is so easy to lose focus and perspective to miss out on what it is really all about, amen? It's quite easy. Families get together. People give gifts to one another. Chris Kringle, we had the other day, Chris Kringle here with the staff. And, you know, we decided to, and sometimes I regret, why do I agree to that as well? We, we, decide, we decided to, okay, if you take one, someone else that looks at yours and feels they want that, they can come and take it from you. I don't know what kind of Chris Kringle they call it. Someone said, I think it's Irish Chris Kringle or Bad Center or something. I don't know what it is. But anyway, you know, so I had, I had something really nice and... Now it's in the hands of Harvey. So, but I bless my brother, hallelujah. So that's good. <laughs> praise, praise God. Friends and co-workers gather together for Christmas year and, and, and uh, end of the year celebrations. They have all of that. Now, these things, obviously, they're not bad at all, right? They're not. They're, they're, they're a great way for us to come together and really, really celebrate. But when so much time is taken with wondering what to get, what do I get? What do I get? You know, my, my, my oldest son came up and said, Dad, you know, for um, his, uh, for my, I suppose, grandnephews and nieces, because we're going to be having a big celebration down in Adelaide. And so, shall I buy this? Shall I buy that? Shall I buy that? Everybody's all thinking he's just, you know. Mentally, they're thinking, and my different family members, we all think, now, what do we get? What do we? But they have all of this. Should we get this? And I'm sure you folks must be thinking the very same thing, right? What, what do we get? So our mind is so occupied with all of that, right? Then the next thing, which is this, braving the malls during this time, right? To actually go and purchase these items. And car parks, you know, just cars parked everywhere. Right? So we tend to lose the sense of wonder and awe. And why? It is that we celebrate Christmas. Christmas is a celebration about Jesus. That's what it is. It, it's really about. It's a celebration of the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. We should be awed at how much God loves us and gave himself to us. Agnes Day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy. Worthy, worthy. You can't really stop singing that song because there doesn't seem to be a... Finality in that song. Even the amen feels like you can just go on saying amen, 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 amen. 
right? So have you ever had a human relationship where you were just blown away by the demonstration of how much that person loved you? Because God loves us in an incredible way. And there needs to be this awe and wonder about the sense of God's love. We cannot lose that. And Christmas is a time to be reminded of that. So the stopping and the reflecting and, and, and this wonderment, right? A love so extreme that was so sacrificial, it just causes us to marvel. But we can still experience the wonder and awe of that type of love for us because it is that type of love for us that caused the creator of the universe to send his only son to come, to suffer the temptations and withstand all of that, withstand sin, and then to die a brutal death so that he might give the gift of salvation, we should be awed by that kind of love. Now, I want to try and capture the sense of awe this morning as we look, as we look at the shepherds. So if you turn with me to two, uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 20, as our brother read that, I, I, I want to start by saying this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. In other words, they were doing the very thing that they were called to do. They were working. They were at work, right? And then an angel just appeared. An angel appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were firstly were terrified. But then comes a declaration, do not be afraid, do not fear, and all of that, Right? And then says that you will see a sign. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. I've always wondered, why is that a sign? So would the baby not be with, with what swaddling cloth or not be wrapped? Would the baby just be naked? But this was a sign that the baby is wrapped. And then, you know, if you look at it from a, you know, as you, as, as you look at it now, this is not me. Uh, doing what we call an exegesis here. It is me looking into it and, and coming up with something that I'm looking at from a, from a practical standpoint, being wrapped. It's like as if, here's a sign. Let me give you the sign that you are going to be wrapped. You're going to be held together. You're going to be bound by my love. You know, so that's, that's going to be the sign, you know, in that, in that sense. But I want to em- emphasize here in verse 16 where it says, that, no, sorry, in verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing, this thing, and that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So verse 16, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. Verse 18, and all who had heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. Just amazingly powerful verses here in 16 right through 20. So as we read this account, it is, it's, it's, it's really my hope that we can see anew some wonderful things that God, that 
things about God that we may have missed or may have not known or just probably even forgotten, right? Now, the, the first thing in this, in this account is that the angel virtually declares, the angel virtually declares this, fear not. So look at someone and tell the person this, hey, fear not. Come on, fear not, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. There's good news for everyone, right? Now, this is truly, this is a, a truly amazing proclamation because in Luke 10, it says this, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of, of great joy that will be for all people. Good news of great joy for all people. Say that with me. For all, for all people. Again, say that with me, please. For all people. It's, it's good news for the poor, the rich, the weak, the strong, the healthy, the sick, men, women, young and old, every, everyone. It's good news for everyone. Can someone help me just bring that table just up here, please? Thank you. The gospel is for everyone, just like the angel said. This is awesome news. This is awesome news. Right, thank you. So friends, the gospel really does not, does, does have good news, does have good news for you. Will you embrace it in its entirety? Now that's, that's the point. Now, this is really awesome news. But for instance, you may go to church, but maybe you found that Christianity or church or religion has never really mattered for you, mattered much for you. It was boring or irrelevant to your life. It's not boring like coming to KC City Church, right? Oh, it took you, it took you a while, but that's fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> it became that going to church wasn't really good news at all. I think we've all been there. Right? You know, sometimes I come and I wonder, man, it just, is this really good news? Am I really sharing good news? Am I really hearing good news? But that's, that's me. That has got nothing to do with the good news. Right? Because he has given us, he has declared good news. And we want to look at that. What, that. what that really means. So in fact, it is amazing and awesome and extremely relevant to your life today. The gospel message matters for eternity and it matters for right now in life, right? But we must also realize that our response, please say this, our response. Say that one more time. Our response to the good news matters. Right, so it is our response that we are going to experience that awe and wonder of Christmas. We see the shepherds experiencing this awe and wonder. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 17 to 18, it says this, that when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child, about this child. And in verse 18, it says this, that, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So the word translated here as amazed means this, to wonder at, to wonder at, or to marvel, to marvel. 
you know, you watch the whole Marvel movies. You look at it and you wonder, you know, Iron Man and this person and that person and everything like that, right? I mean, they're just amazing. They can do such amazing things. Now, this God is way greater than all of that, right? The shepherds were amazed and they were able to share that wonder and amazement with people they were telling these events to. That's important. Now, and as they responded to the good news, they got to experience this awe and wonder anew through those that they told. And this is important, friends. As they experienced the good news, they were then able to, 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 to share that wonder and that amazement. It was, it was firstly an experience that needed to happen. They needed to experience that. So... Let's look at, at, how, at how the shepherds, at, at their various responses, right? The first response was that what, what, to their response to the good news, right? The first way they responded was this, that the shepherds went to the newborn king. That was their first response. They, they heard it and they immediately went to the, to the newborn king. In verse 15, it says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened, which the Lord has told us about. In verse 16, So they hurried off. They didn't waddle and go. They didn't consider, think, and, and this and that. They, they hurried off. The shepherds heard what the angels had to say, and they believed it, folks which was shown in their going to see it. They responded with true belief, right? They don't, you, you don't see some of them saying, wow, this is really incredible. Send the two of them. Or here I am, send them. You know, that, 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 so that was not their response at all. Then send them and then come back and let us know what you find. So go, go, go and check it out. They didn't, they, they didn't do all of that, right? No, they said, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. They believed it by faith and it showed it in how they responded to it. It is the same with all who respond to the good news. It is by faith shown through actions. And friends, the Bible doesn't even show that they went and got other individuals to take care of their sheep which was their most valued possession. They just left. They left everything that was there, and they just went. Not trying to find a caretaker or somebody, come on, manage my stuff and all of that. Let me go. I'll go away and then, you know, and then, and then you know, manage, manage this. You know, we're going to be going away, so we've asked someone to stay over at our place and uh, take care of our dog or pass our dog on to someone to take care. Hey, maybe I should just leave. Rusty and by faith. But, but in, today's day, in today's day and age, we, we can't leave our pets at home, right? RSPCA might come after us, so. and you, come, you may come back to a house that's not ransacked by others, but, but your very old pet. Do, do you know what I mean? I mean, we, we look into a lot of details. I'm saying that only, though tongue-in-cheek, uh, what I'm trying to emphasize is this, that our, our attention to detail sometimes holds us back from responding in faith. That's what I'm trying to put across. 
I'm not saying that we mismanage things. I'm not saying that we be irresponsible. It's not about being irresponsible. It's about what seems to take on more priority than a response in faith. Because the word of the Lord says here in James, faith without works is dead. Hebrews 11.8 says this, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. He didn't know where it was going. How many of us want to know where we are going to go to? We want to know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Right? That's what we say. In more ways than one. We may not use those words, but we say it in so many, in, in so many ways. Right? But how are you and I responding to this good news? Are you believing in your actions? Respond to the good news by believing in your actions and going where he tells you to. So your actions really describe your attention to faith. Your actions, by your actions, it, it, it shows that. In verse, the shepherds, the next point is this. The shepherds were witnesses for the newborn king. In Luke 2, verse 17 to 18, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And in verse 18, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So being a witness is telling what you have seen and know and believe. That's what a witness is. So just as, just like, just just like the fact that they went was believing with their actions. Going was a sense of believing with their actions. Them being witnesses is believing with their words. The going was believing with their actions, right? So we need to believe with our words as well. If we are going to continue to experience the awe and wonder of Christ in our lives, we have to tell others what we believe and know to be true, just like the shepherds did. Now, if you and I, we are followers of Christ or Christ followers, you remember early on in your faith, there was this, this, this newness that you felt, the sense of awe as you continued learning about what God had done and what he wanted to do in your life. Right? You remember those days that when you first, when you and I, when we first came to the Lord. However, if you've been a Christian for a while or a Christ follower for a while, you know that the sense, that sense of awe wears off. It becomes harder to be in the Word. But I want to tell you this this morning. I want to encourage us this, encourage us this morning that as you share, and hear this, as you share the good news with others. And get that sense of awe and wonder. It rubs off on you. When you begin to share. When you begin to testify. And share with others. Something happens inside. It keeps alive this fire. It keeps alive this love. It keeps alive. Why do you think your spouse. I mean your wife. Generally says. I need to hear you tell me I love you at least three times a day. Seven days a week. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. We got one, yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, Mr. Police Officer, how are you going to respond to that in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Issue her a fine. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. 
Oh, dear. So if, if we, are, we need to continue to share this, right? You could hardly wait to read the Bible and see what new thing God had for you today. Right, when you read the Bible, I mean, isn't it exciting that, you know, we come to this place and, man, I, I, I want to know what he's going to be saying tomorrow. I, I want to see what he's going to be saying today. That, that sheer excitement to keep that alive, that is what that keeps us in awe and, and wonder. I stand, I stand in awe of you. You know, to be able to sing that. I stand, I stand in awe of you. Just again and, and, and again. That Gloria. In excelsis Deo. I mean, to be able to just sing that and, in, and to be in awe of this. You know, I love to be around new believers. I think we all love to be around new believers because the Spirit takes passion and gives me that renewed sense of wonder. Right? Oh, yeah, I remember what it was like when God first saved me and drew me to himself. And those feelings of wanting to dive back into the word and study and experience the joy of the Lord all over again, they come flooding back. You know what COVID-19 has done to us? It's pulled us into this place of deep intimacy, right? As they say, into me I see, right? Into me I see, into him. Now we begin to see that. So to, that's, that's, been the, that's been the tremendous thing about this, this COVID-19. So in the beginning of the book of Acts, we see actually Jesus tell his disciples to be his witness. So one more time, he reminds them. In Acts 1.10, he says, so he, 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 in a sense, he's basically giving them this, this, this great commission once again. He's reminding them, coming back to them and saying, hey, now, Go. So in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, Jesus tells us to teach people to obey the things he commanded. And he goes on to say, surely I am with you always. That sense of awe, that sense of his presence, as we heard earlier, that sense of his presence, breathe it in, gets renewed as we teach others to be witnesses for him. Telling others the good news. You know why it is important to tell others? You only tell someone when you're convinced about something. Right? When you're so convinced about a particular trade, a particular item that you purchase, what do you do? Man, you go and advertise it. That's why they say by, the, by word of mouth is the best advertisement. Right? It is the best. So when you witness, you bring alive that which inside might be potentially dead. So if you want to keep buoyant, if you want to keep in the sense of awe, you keep sharing it, keep sharing it, keep sharing it, keep sharing it, keep sharing that, right? Now, finally, my last point is here. The shepherds worshipped the, the newborn king in Luke chapter 2, verse 20. It says, then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They gave God glory. They gave God praise. They worshipped him. They valued him. It doesn't say how they did this, but being men, I think probably it would have been something like when, you know, when guys celebrate the grand finals, the AFL grand finals, they, what do they do? They scream, they yell, they shout, they go, woohoo, yay, you know, and, and all of that sense of celebration, right? Maybe even a little... Uh, a, a little chance. They would have done that. I mean, Im imagine that. 
right? On, on Friday, we had, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling now a little bit nimble. You know why? On Friday, we had a Zumba class here, Zumba Sega. Or they call it Sega Zumba. So oh, every bone, you know, moved. This is all for our staff. We did that. So I can actually invite our staff right now and ask them to perform a Zumba. What do you reckon? You know, all of that, they were doing like that and, you know, and this, 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 you know, we were doing all of that. So, and, you know, I, and I think they, most of them wanted to do it, agreed to do it because they wanted to see me do it and, and probably have a good laugh at that too. So, but we all had a good laugh at one another. Even Harvey, my friend, did that too. Praise God. Yes. <laughs> If you have never received the, the, this, this, this Jesus as your Savior, folks, even online, Christmas is a perfect time for that. Right? God has prepared a gift for you. He's wrapped it. He's wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and he's laid him in a manger. And he comes to us now, and he says, receive this gift. The angel comes and announces this. Go. Receive Jesus tonight and experience the newness of life in Christ. And if you want to receive the gift of salvation, I want to invite you to pray with me a prayer. But before that, I want to take us into, into silent night. And I'm just going to invite the team up. Um, I'll, I'll get, get on to the piano and I'll just want us to just do something extremely reflective today, right? But I want, to, I want to highlight the aspect of the shepherds praising and glorifying, right? You know, it is one thing, it is, it is, it is one thing for the angels to sing glory to God in the highest. Now, the angels don't understand what it means to be redeemed. They don't. So their singing of that is different from our singing. Because we know what it means to be redeemed. So the way we worship, the way we praise. If I dare say, could be, should be, why not be greater than the angels? I mean, think of it. Why couldn't it be? I mean, we may not sound like that. But that's besides the point. That is totally besides the point. The point is this, that the heart of a worshiper that has been redeemed, that sings and shouts and does the woohoo, yes, does something to us, does something to the heart of the Father. That keeps everything in awe and wonder. Amen? Amen? You heard Rachel earlier share about the hope candle, right? So what, what we're going to do is this, that we're going to close with, with, with me. And, you know, it's so wonderful. I asked my wife, you know, do we have candles? She says, yeah, in my office there is, and there are three wicks on it. I was thinking, that's perfect. It's the Trinity. So three, so I'm going to light here this candle. Right? To remind us of God the Father, God the Son, 
and God the Holy Spirit, they were all involved in the birth of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'd like at this point in time to, for the ushers to please hand the communion emblems as you see that. And, it, and as, you, as you begin to see this now, John tells us in the beginning of the gospel that Jesus is the light of the world. So in John 1, 9, 1, 1 through 19, go back and, and read through that. So in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Right? In, in him, maybe just hang on to your emblems first. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've not had silent rappers. <laughs> Truth be told, to buy silent rappers cost a little bit more. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Praise God. Now, in verse 6, there came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. So that through him all men might believe... He himself was not the light, meaning John the Baptist was not the light. He came only as a witness to the lights. The true light that God gives light to every man was coming to the world. Jesus is that light. And when we trust Jesus, he, he, his light enters us as his creation comes into, rela- in, into relation with him by accepting Jesus Christ as their savior. That light spreads and grows to the uttermost parts of the earth. So the candle that we see here, that we light this morning, it is symbolic of the light that we be, that the, the light that we become through Jesus Christ. And as we light, as the light gets brighter, as more candles are lit. This is how the world can and should be impacted. So I want to encourage you. Do this. Light a candle. Get a verse on hope. All you need to do is just this. Share your hope. Share a verse. And encourage the people in any which way you feel most comfortable. And if you can't do it on Facebook Live or on some social media platform, do it live that would be amazing because everyone in your, in, in, in your sphere of connection will hear that and will see that. And over the next 12 days, let's begin to do, let's begin to be a witness of this light that we carry. Let's begin to come into a place of awe and wonder. And let's begin to experience what the angels once foretold the shepherds. Though you may feel marginalized, though you may feel like as if fear has gripped you through this whole isolation and this pandemic, but light will come and dispel that fear. Light will come and dispel that darkness and bring you and I back to this place of awe and wonder. What an amazing way to celebrate Christmas. What an amazing way. Hallelujah. And make sure you, excuse me, kind of hashtag it, hope and light or the hope candle or hope candle. Amen.